Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine, fitness, wellness. We've got a great doubleheader today. Joey Zenti, he's a Marine Corps veteran. Uh, he is veterans jiu-jitsu co-founder, assisting with the Warriors Heart Training Physical and Mental Programs. They use jiu-jitsu for um, addiction, healing, PTSD treatment. He's joining me along with Dana Golden co-author of Addiction Rescue. She's a nationally known advocate for substance abuse help. Then the sports doctor's in, a little bit of Bob Guide of Wisdom. Joey Zenti, welcome to the sports doctor. Thanks for having me. Give us some background, Joey, on yourself, jiu-jitsu, and the Warriors Heart Program. Uh, well, I, uh, I was in the Marine Corps from 2004 to 2008. And uh, shortly after that, you know, I had a few jobs, one in a warehouse, one in a cubicle, a couple of different things were going on, but nothing, none of it was very exciting. And uh, I was quickly finding that my fitness from the Marine Corps was fading. So, uh, you know, I looked into different options to, you know, to get, uh, to get healthy again. And I stumbled upon jujitsu. You know, I watched some old UFC fights, things like that. And that kind of led me down a, a path of, uh, of training jujitsu rather than, you know, going to the gym and lifting weights and things like that. And I think what really drew me to jujitsu was, you know, we still had a, we had a lot of camaraderie on the mats. There was a uniform, there was a, a structure to the whole thing, you know? And, um, so about six years into my training, I came across, um, an organization that, uh, that kind of traveled and trained and they had a lot of different people around different cities and States. And I realized that, you know, there were veterans all over the place training jujitsu. And, uh, I started a little club, you know, it wasn't anything that I intended to, to grow nationally or anything like that. I just started a club because I wanted to be on the mats with, with other veterans and, and, you know, share our experiences and, uh, and kind of, you know, help each other to, to get back in shape and to get back into some camaraderie and, you know, basically just, you know, get ourselves healthy again. And, um, you know, after a few years of doing that kind of casually, it grew uh, kind of, you know, on its own into this uh, national organization that it is now where we uh, we have clubs in, in several different states. There's several in Austin. We even uh, have a few clubs in France now where uh, the, we have veterans that are, you know, coming together one or two days a week to train together, to, to share stories, to, to, to help each other in various ways on and off the mats. You know, Joey, the martial arts, which have always been a tr fascinating, tremendous combination of the physical side of the activity as well as the whole mental side, uh, the judos, the karate, the, the uh, jiu-jitsus, you know, the discipline, uh, and again, you know, the mental fitness. And, and of course, being a veteran, uh, you were faced with all of these concerns uh, with so many returning veterans, the uh, post-traumatic brain injuries, the stress syndrome, the concussion awareness situations. Um, so did you find that, for instance, jiu-jitsu for you personally, when, like when you got started, was the kind of activity that really became a, a great um, stress reducer as well as the physical side? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, the getting physical exercise is already going to be a stress reducer in and of itself. But something special about jujitsu for me is that it teaches you how to handle mentally and physically stressful situations. So as you know, with PTSD, you have anxiety and depression and other things that, that can get under your skin and, and make you, you know, make your skin crawl a little bit and make you uncomfortable in various ways. And I definitely suffered from those things. And one of the things that jujitsu did for me was to teach me how to breathe through stressful situations and find a, a technical and logical way out of them. Um, and that's one of the reasons that, that I connected with Warrior's Heart so well is, 
is, you know, after, after training jujitsu almost exclusively in uh, traditional gyms, you know, I was introduced to Josh Lannon and the crew down at Warrior's Heart and the way that they do their training down there, it's a little bit more of a, of a cohesive uh, system where they, you know, there's a, there's a lot of crosstalk. We talk about not only things that are jujitsu related, but personal relation and life, life lessons. And, and, you know, I was never a client at Warrior's Heart, but as an instructor down there through osmosis and through the, through the way that they operate, I, I ended up getting sober myself about three years ago. What's the site, Joey, that people could go to to find out about your programs, uh, the Warrior's Heart programs? What's the best website information that they can get? Well, veteransjujitsu.com is, is my website and our website for that organization. And um, warriorsheart.org, I believe, is the one for Warrior's Heart. So uh, either one of those are great resources for um, either jujitsu or for healing. Great. Everybody listening to The Sports Doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you can go back years, international guests, national guests, local guests, all areas, sports medicine, fitness, wellness, topics. If you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, you'll read an endless array of articles on all aspects, a lot of attention to from everything from what's the best shoe to concussion awareness, a lot of the exciting new um, uh, things we're, we're uh, writing about with the new MVP uh, parent magazine. Uh, we have thousands of followers on Twitter and um, Instagram. I can't tell you how many different, rather LinkedIn uh, guests we'll get from those platforms. Follow us. A lot of great information at Sports Doc, DOC Radio. We're talking with Joey Zenti. Uh, uh, he is the um, uh, co-founder Veterans uh, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, and the, uh, I would imagine, Joey, again, that the uh, uh, competitive side also of the Jiu-Jitsu might be something that um, you, you found not only very interesting for yourself, but as well as uh, uh, something that might really get the juices flowing on a positive way with some of the, uh, the veterans participating. 100%. You know, we, uh, we thrive on on competition and on bettering ourselves and on growth and improvement. And, you know, that's kind of a veteran uh, byproduct as, as it is. So, you know, in jujitsu, you get the opportunity to, to rinse and repeat as often as you need to. You can, you can try things, you can attack, you can defend, you can, you can tap out if you need to and start over. And uh, it's a great tool for, for growth in many ways. You know, again, there's uh, such awareness, although it continues to grow of the concerns and the challenges of returning veterans, period. Uh, all of the drug abuse, all of the different types, again, of um, mental uh, sides of problems, the tremendous suicide uh, concerns and challenges. So these kinds of programs, I would think, Joey, are, are something that's really, really, really important, not only to the returning uh, and the veterans, but their families. You're absolutely right about that as well. Um, we've had we've had more than one occasion where, you know, a, a, a guy will come in and say, "Man, I I, uh, I was down in the dumps. I was at home. I was I was wallowing in my own my own issues." And my wife said, "Get the heck out of here and go to jujitsu," you know. And because um, the, the families know it as well. My wife my wife knows it. If I don't train, I'm I'm not as as well of a person mentally. You know, I need to be on the mats in order to maintain my my sanity to a degree. And, uh, you know, my family is definitely benefited from, from me training jiu-jitsu. Joey, what are some of the just in general differences between jiu-jitsu and, and judo or karate? Uh, well, in, in jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu and judo are very similar. Jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is born from judo, which is born from traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu. And, um, you know, karate is more of a striking art. You know, you got your punches, your kicks, your elbows, your knees, things of that nature. And in jiu-jitsu, the, the entire mission of jiu-jitsu is to control and submit your opponent using the, the least amount of your physical attributes, i.e., you know, strength, athleticism, size, and speed, and, and the most of your technical ability and your mindfulness. So, uh, you know, our goal in jiu-jitsu is to take the opponent down, control the situation, and make them quit. Whereas in uh, karate or something of that nature... You know, you're looking more for a knockout or a kill shot. 
Here's my here's my pearl of the week from the sports doctor for you guys, Joey. Strengthen those feet and ankles. <laughs> Absolutely. Strengthen the, exactly the two basic principles we pay huge attention to in sports like that are working balance and stability, and strengthening those feet and ankles. Uh, are there, I don't know. Is there? Jujitsu is all about balance and stability, isn't it? It is in a big way. It's uh, maybe less so than judo. You know, judo is focused more on the throw and and being on your feet, whereas jiu-jitsu, a lot of the fight does take place on the ground. But once you're down there, you want to be the guy on top and you want to be balanced for sure. You know, the, uh, there's a, a lot of grabbing and holding, right, in both of those uh, particular uh, disciplines of uh, judo as well as jiu-jitsu. You know, but again, the, uh, the mental side of things, helping your veteran associates in all aspects of healing, uh, helping reduce the incredible stress that so many of you have been, been under, even the physical uh, rehabilitation of so many injuries, other kinds of problems. I think that's what you guys uh, and, and Warriors Heart Program is all about, isn't it, Joey? Absolutely. You know, jiu-jitsu is, is one, one aspect of a Warriors Heart Program. They have so many great programs over there. And jiu-jitsu is, um, is one of the tools that we use to, to get the physical side going as well as the mental side. We, you know, in, in some ways we call it a physical chess, right? We're, um, we're getting out there. We're using our bodies in order to strengthen our minds. How long have these programs, how long has the Warriors um, uh, program, Warriors Heart program been around, Joey? I believe the, the jiu-jitsu program has been going on for about five or six years now, and uh, I've been alongside that program pretty much since its inception. Uh, Josh started that, and, he's, and, he, and he maintains that program down there in Bandera. I live up in Austin, so I get down there when I can, and I contribute, and I, you know, I also contribute to their, uh, to their jiu-jitsu curriculum. But really, Josh Lennon's the man down there. He's, he's the one that's making it all click. Is this a, a uh, male and female programs yeah absolutely all of our classes are co-ed and um and it's designed that way for a reason you know there's uh there's a lot of guys that can go in there and just beat up on other guys and that's uh that's got its value no doubt but we also want to teach people how to how to control their emotions and control their energy and use it in a positive way and not necessarily just try to beat each other up all the time you know we're trying to we're trying to help each other grow and help each other improve so the co-ed aspects of that are great yes plus the self-defense side of things in this day and age to say the least again i would you know jiu-jitsu is one of the great martial arts for self-defense and uh you know i it's such an important area uh again especially on the women's side wouldn't you say absolutely Uh, the women that i know that train they uh they're very confident physically they don't they don't feel as threatened by um you know, by men who are, who are maybe bigger, stronger, and, and and could potentially, you know, hurt them or endanger them in some way. You know, it definitely gives them the tools they need to uh, to at least survive in a bad situation. And you might have, I would assume, physical therapists, mental therapists, other professionals uh, in various areas that might be uh, uh, helping, uh, uh, participating, or referring individuals organizations like this joey sure yeah we have some connections within the va Uh, we're not officially affiliated with them at this point but you know some of the various independent uh doctors that work there will refer people to our programs as well as the vet center here in austin and uh, several other you know similar organizations we try to all share share resources for sure what are some of the different age groups that you deal with well, you know, most of our clientele is uh, post-military. We have some active duty. We have some active duty police as well. So we're looking at folks in between usually about 25 to 50 typically. But, you know, age really isn't a factor. Um, you could come in at any age and, and, and find now, value. Now, first responders, right? First responders, also huge area that you deal with, Right. Absolutely, especially law enforcement. You know, those guys are out on the streets putting their bodies in danger every single day. And so to be able to give them the tools they need to, A, defend themselves and, and, and handle a suspect appropriately, and, and also we get the, the same physical or the same mental benefits as well. You know, these guys are, are out there seeing and hearing and participating in things that, uh, you know, most of us can't, can't fathom. So 
to be able to to be able to help those guys in law enforcement is is a huge honor for me. Yeah, I, I would imagine also firefighters, uh, right? Again, you're running up a ladder with a hundred pounds of equipment and all of these kinds of situations. Are they also participating? We do. We have some firefighters in the program as well. Uh, you know, again, like you talk about these mental challenges uh, of day-to-day world of a first responder. And again, then we think about our, our military veterans and uh, individuals. I would imagine that the Marine Corps, quite proud of what you're doing, Joey. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I hope so. Absolutely. We talk about former Marines and these, uh, again, those tremendous uh, uh, challenges. And these kinds of programs, again, which pay huge attention to both the physical as well as the mental side, are are one of uh, society's very, very in, important factors. So congratulations with all you guys do, uh, you and your co-CEO, uh, uh, Josh. Give us again the website, Joey, people can find out quickly about the organization. Yeah, so I, you know, I founded uh, Veterans Jiu-Jitsu back in 2015, and that website's um, veteransjujitsu.com, uh, V-E-T-E-R-A-N-S-J-I-U-J-I-T-S-U.com. And the other one's at warriorsheart.com or warriorsheart.org. And that program and that facility are founded by Josh Lannon, Lisa Lannon, and Tom Spooner. Um, so there may, may have been a little Genji. confusion on the front end there. But. Thanks so much. Joey, hold on. We'll be right back, everybody. Sports Doc. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. Goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com.
Hey, everybody. Uh, we are back live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor. Again, I'm Dr. Bob Weil. I want to welcome Dana Golden. She's the co-author of Addiction Rescue. She's a nationally known advocate for substance abuse help. Uh, Dana, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Well, thank you, Dr. Bob. I'm so grateful to be here. You know, it's a big, big topic in all areas of uh, sports, drugs and sports, addiction, families' concerns, coaches' concerns. Uh, so it's definitely something that we want to get some uh, continued input. Dana, give us some background on yourself uh, and uh, your uh, advocacy uh, for the world of substance abuse and, and help. I'd be glad to. So um, I was married to a recovering addict, uh, and he had played ball in high school. And when we were married, he ended up having a couple of knee surgeries and took prescribed opioids, just as uh, the doctor had given him. And within taking two of those pills, he was right back to where he was when he had left off 13 years prior um, in his addictive behavior. And married to that, uh, and watching that go downhill uh, was just a crazy ride, um, as you can imagine, when someone's taking something prescribed and then all of a sudden it's taking over their life. You know, when, when opioids uh, became well-known in medicine, uh, there was a real scam going on with the fact that they were safe, they weren't addictive, Everybody was learning as they went along. They were very, very helpful for severe pain. They were way, way overprescribed. And a certain percentage of people, uh, male and female, whatever their age, became addicted. And it was a real uh, nightmare. Uh, again, sometimes the uh, post-surgery, post-injury medicine prescribed properly, but uh, overprescribed and then becoming a real uh, a tremendous uh, concern for society, for families, uh, at, at all levels, at all ages. Uh, we're all familiar, again, with some of these nightmares that are going on. Uh, and uh, so this is what really led you um, to become somebody who is really, really paying attention uh, to this uh, side of things. And what are some of the um, areas that you've gotten involved in uh, that uh, led you to um, co-author the book uh, Addiction Rescue and some of the things that you find so important for families, uh, athletes, non-athletes to be aware of, Dana. Okay, let's uh, go into that. So when um, I was married, uh, I ended up getting divorced um, to leave uh, with my two daughters because uh, I wasn't going to let the addict take us down with him, and he had to find his own path. Uh, when I couldn't convince him to get on our path. And um, six years after I divorced him uh, and he was still doing opioids, and I do want to say that he was a first-generation opioid guy. I mean, when he got those prescribed, he thought they were safe, non-addictive, everything that you just talked about. Um, but they don't go into, you know, do you have a predisposition? Are you Were you an addict at one point? Is this going to be a problem? You know, those questions were never asked um, as they are now. A little bit better. Um, and you're right, they were completely overprescribed. His doctor gave him as many as he wanted. When that doctor didn't want to anymore, he went to another doctor and got him just as easily as the first time. And then, of course, he turned to the black market. And when that ran out, he turned to heroin. He ended up um, escalating again, addiction as well, and bankrupting his company. Um, and six years after I divorced him, he ended up going to prison um, for mail fraud and wire fraud um, because of all of his using behaviors. Uh, when he was in prison, I told him, we have a story to tell and we can help people. He did go to treatment and get so got sober before he went to prison, knowing he didn't want to go through that while in prison. And so he has been clean and sober ever since that. That was 2011. So I said, write down all your stories, whatever you want to share, and I'm going to write a book when you get out of prison. And that's exactly what we did. We co-authored Addiction Rescue, The No BS Guide to Recovery. And we both became certified in any way we can to help addicts and their families. So David is now an interventionist. He is a recovery coach. I am a recovery coach and a family addiction coach. And my passion is to work with the families because having been on the other side of addiction, 
I know what those families go through and the wreckage that they need to navigate. And well, that's especially in our, our culture, Dana, the, where we have such pressure even on young kids. One of the chapters in my book, Hashtag hey Sports Parents, is called Youth, Sports, and Drugs. Again, our society, we have a drug for everything. We push it. It's TV advertised, uh, pain medicine everywhere you look. Uh, it works. It helps. Performance-enhancing drugs, which I actually renamed. You know, opioids were routinely given at the highest level of sports because they were so effective. And uh, again, there was so much unawareness of how addictive this, this stuff was. Uh, you know, the United States is one of only two countries in the world that advertises drugs every day ad nauseum on television. Uh, again, you know, people get into this groove where they, they think that there's a, a pill uh, for everything. And uh, the, the idea of um, families dealing with these dependencies with pressures to play, pressures to come back injured, uh, especially when they were so available initially, uh, again, the family dynamics becomes a very, very big deal. Uh, uh, so what are some of the things that you pay attention to when you talk to families about in um, uh, being aware of or paying attention to these kinds of challenges? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I will tell you, I run across more than anything when I'm working with the children. I'm working with the parents because their child is addicted. It so often goes back to when they were young and they had some kind of surgery. When they, If they had a back surgery or a shoulder injury and they got prescribed something, they might even not recollect it they were so young. But at the same time, it's crazy because now these kids have an addictive issue. And I'm starting to correlate a lot of those drugs that are given to children at a very young age for whatever pediatric problem they're having turns later into something, a big monster that these parents are now dealing with. And so we're really trying to get to the root of the trauma because to heal the addiction, you have to heal the trauma. And so often that trauma is an injury and the pain that these kids were in. Well, of course, don't you understand, Dr. Weil? My daughter's competing next week and he's a killer. You know, so we're taking over-the-counter pain medicine in order to be able to stay in the game, in order to continue to play. These kinds of, we watched the Olympics a few months ago with the young Russian girl with the idea, you know, whatever we needed to take, because maybe she was injured and she had to keep training, and these kinds of tremendous uh, mental pressures many times uh, that are on the kids, on the coaches, on the families. Uh, and again, sports is just a great example of where it's uh, fairly routine to assume that more pain, more gain, you know, those old stories, and uh, uh, all of a sudden there are some real, real problems. Uh, and, again, this is one of the things that caused me to change the name. We, there are lots of cheaters in the world of sports, performance enhancement, but most of this stuff is performance survival dealing with injuries, uh, trying to get back before we're ready, et cetera, all of a sudden then we have a problem. Like you said, some individuals' addiction can happen very, very quickly, can it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can happen slowly over time or it can happen overnight. I mean, it just depends on the person and their predisposition and their you know, risk factors growing up in environment. You know, it all plays into it for sure. How have you found the... Um, medical community, uh, the uh, other communities, the self-help communities, mental health communities, um, are cooperating. Uh, you see that we're making some real progress, uh, progress, Dana, in awareness. It seems we are. On the other hand, we're treading water big time. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think that there's headway being made, but I think we have so much longer to go. And the, the pandemic has brought on more mental illness and more um, addiction, you know, people that have increased or started an addiction through the pandemic uh, with the health care. You know, there's just not enough health care workers, so they're just over-prescribing whatever it might be for depression and anxiety. And then the pain, because it's just, it's, it's compounding and exponentially getting worse. So as much as the awareness is coming about, the addictions are still progressing. So I wish I had the answer. If, if I was, I'd be talking to President Biden um, because it's twofold. We're getting better, but things aren't getting easier out there. 
Now, the, it's interesting, uh, I'm a sports doctor where we pay big attention to the mental side of everything. I call it the mental game. Again, whether you're a world champion, whether you're the parents of serious athletes, whether you're the coaches, whether you're the athletes, whether you're trying to stick with your exercise program, whether you're trying to lose weight, all of these things, uh, there's such a huge mental side of things. And again, in our culture, drugs, it's become such an easy connection to make. And again, over the years, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, again, where somebody might get prescribed 30 opioid pills after surgery with a refill and these kinds of craziness, now somebody might get five uh, opioids. We've made tremendous progress in in awareness uh, of of the concerns. But again, the pressure has been so so dramatic. And uh, uh, these substance abuse dependencies, Dana, are really tough to deal with. Uh, for most individuals, aren't they? They're they're really tough. They're really tough, and oftentimes it takes an intervention, which is exactly where David is right now. Uh, he was going to join you on the show, but he em- ended up at an intervention in California, flew out yesterday. So uh, it, it is. It's unless there's a big disruptor, these people go down a path, and it is so hard to get off of it. And these drugs are so addictive that we're talking about, and it. It really takes an intervention and something to intervene to wake yeah. them up. And, and that's the legal side. Effort. That's the legal side we're talking about, let alone the whole other world of, yeah. of uh, illegal drugs and that whole side oh, yeah. of things. Yeah. Again, this is the, the crazy the irony. Yes, as we're talking about legal prescribed pain medicine in so many instances that has really drew 100,000 deaths last year, I think was the most we've ever seen. Is, is your book available now, Dana? Absolutely. It's everywhere books are sold. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, yeah, and it's a great book for addicts, whether they're questioning if they've got a problem, they want to know if they have a problem, and get into recovery and stay there. It's also great for the families to help them understand what their well, loved one is going through. We're going to talk more about through. it. I'm going to talk more about the book Addiction Rescue when we come back with Dana Golden, the co-author. It's the Sports Doctor. We'll be right back. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, Come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, Check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker, call 630 898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com UK Health Radio The station that makes you feel good It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks Not anymore Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing or you're trying new things Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. The station that makes you feel good.
Hey, everybody, we are back live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine, fitness, wellness, talking about a key, key topic here, the whole world of addiction, uh, the uh, idea of, of uh, dealing with uh, all of these kinds of challenges, whether it's in the world of sports or not. We're talking with uh, Dana Golden. She is the co-author of Addiction Rescue, uh, Dana, we were talking again about the book. Give us some, uh, again, about some of the bullet points and areas uh, that um, uh, you feel really stand out in the book. Yeah, I'd be glad to. So first of all, I want to say it's a pretty easy read, and it's really inclusive and all-encompassing of everything, um, addiction, getting into recovery, and how to stay there. We have a five-step process to get into recovery, um, we also go through in list form how you might be able to tell if you are approaching being an addict, like when use goes to misuse and misuse goes to abuse. And those are the lines that you have to pay attention to. We also have in list form all the excuses that you might use to stay where you are and not seek any help. We have a list of warning signs to relapse. We have a list of what recovery requires. We also have a list of what addiction requires of you. For instance, you don't get to finish anything you start. So with that list form, it's really nice and just easy to understand and read all of these signs and symptoms. Um, The other thing it goes into is how you have to heal body, mind, and spirit because addiction ruins all three areas of life. And when one is out of balance, it's just kind of a recipe for relapse. So we teach how to heal the body, the mind, and the spirit and what you need to do ongoing because 30 days in a treatment center is just the start of getting clean and sober. It's a lifetime practice of staying clean and sober. I would assume the alcohol addiction included in this whole area for sure, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the people that seek us out the most are the ones for alcohol and substances and the opioids and heroin because those are the fatal ones. I mean, there's all kinds of addictions. We've got process addictions going on like crazy because of the pandemic. Shopping, gaming, gambling online, porn. Um, you know, these are process addictions, which are also very destructive. But the ones we we get called on the most is for the alcohol and the, and the um, substances because they are fatal. You know, again, when you're you're dealing with these kinds of uh, uh, really educational challenges, what are some of the, you know, you talk about families. We, we understand, you know, there's all sorts of challenges and concerns with uh, adolescents and all of these different uh, uh, problems. Uh, what are some of the age groups that you include uh, involving um, the area and your book? Any age. And, you know, addiction can take place at any age. We have kids that have been, you know, 15, 16 years old getting into treatment and recovery and staying there. We deal with, you know, the wife that's been spending too much time in the house and all she's doing is drinking wine and the husband is, like, concerned and she goes off to treatment. So there isn't an age, race, demographic, geographic, sociographic uh, area that addiction doesn't hit. It is an equal opportunity destroyer. Uh, that's a great term. Yeah, equal opportunity um, uh, destroyer. Uh, and the, what's the what's the website? You said with the book, but what's the, is there a website? Other area people can find out information with the, all the work you guys are doing. Absolutely, it's theliferecoverycoach.com. If you want to email us, it's the it's um, info at theliferecoverycoach.com. Uh, we have all the information you need, all the services we provide. Um, you can book in a call. We will talk to anybody at any time. Uh, we want to educate and help people, uh, and we're just open to a conversation um, to get some direction, some uh, get on a path. Uh, we'll steer you in the right direction. And that you goes find- for loved ones that are dealing with a loved one substance use or alcohol use disorder or is somebody questioning their own behaviors. Yes, that's, I think that's a great uh, addition, like you were talking about, the families of, the loved ones of. Do you find, Dana, that this stigma, because now you see, you know, again, huge topic, whether it was Simone Biles, again, mental health, that whole side of things, talking in the Summer Olympics, uh, Michael Phelps, 
you know, the great uh, swimming champion, uh, making the mental health awareness much, much less of a stigma. Are we making progress in that area, in your opinion? You know, I think we are. Um, it's a tough road. Um, you know, we also have a whole program for addiction in the workplace because of the stigma there, and people just find it difficult to go to somebody to talk to. They, it's a silent pain that um, loved ones are dealing with alone or the addict themselves, and there is a huge stigma. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous is based on the word anonymous, and, uh, you know, it's supposed to be secretive. You're in a group of people that are just of their own tribe. And I think it's changing, um, you know, the whole fact that we call it substance use disorder and alcohol use disorder now instead of addiction. Uh, that's the, you know, politically correct term now. Um, I think those uh, things yeah, are helping, less, but yeah, less aggressive. Still a huge That stigma. makes a lot of sense. You know, again, with these stigmas, with these word um, uh, awarenesses, that right away it's like my friends over the years in sports psychology never used the word psychology. It scared people. <laughs> They thought there was something wrong. They, they said they were performance enhancement consultants. But it, so that makes so much sense what you're saying. How is the challenge of the children, of the adults who are involved in these kinds of challenges, and the fact that is anybody paying attention to them uh, being, you know, so victimized by these, these, this, uh, these situations? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not quite sure the question there, Dr. Bob. The, the people that you're dealing with as adults have children, like you said, in families. Yes. And the, the awareness of these kids and the challenges that they have, knowing their mom and dad has got these addiction challenges. Gotcha. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I went through this with my children. My children had a father that was addicted to um, heroin and opioids and being indicted and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff going on, and they're junior high and high school age. And it's, it's a terrible path to have to walk as a child. Um, thank goodness there's great programs out there like Alatot and Alateen for those kids that are dealing with an, a, a parent that's going through addiction. And likewise, for a parent that's going through it with a kid with addiction, I mean, it's, there's no good side of addiction. It sucks for everybody. Right. You said an equal opportunity destroyer. I'm going to remember that term. How are the schools doing, in your opinion, in being aware of and paying attention to this, uh, this whole area of concerns? Uh, do you find that those awarenesses are really, whether it's employers or schools, uh, understanding uh, and being much more conducive to uh, um, help and awareness? I think it's better than it used to be, but I think there's so much improvement that needs to be done, especially Great. children. And Dana, I can't believe we, I flew through the time with you. Give me again the site people could find out about you and your program. TheLifeRecoveryCoach.com. The book is Addiction Rescue, the No BS Guide to Recovery, available on Amazon. And uh, anybody concerned, reach out. Happy to help. Dana Golden, again, co-author of the book, Addiction Rescue. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review Magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP parents. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP parents with the Sports Doctors in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. Hey, everybody. Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. 
They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website globalschoolwear.com globalschoolwear.com Hey everybody, we are back. It's the Sports Doctors in segment where we preview some upcoming shows. Highlight a little of uh, Bob Guida wisdom. Answer a few emails. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you can go back years. Endless amount of topics, guests. Choose whatever you'd like. Listen to whatever you'd like. Go over to newspaper articles and magazines. So many different articles. Again, one of the hottest ones going. Women in high heels. Accepting the challenge. Uh, thousands of followers, great educational stuff on our posts on Twitter as well as LinkedIn at Sports Doc DOC Radio. Some great shows coming up next week. Colleague of mine, Dr. Scott Schroeder, retired podiatric surgeon, uh, and talking about some of his experience uh, with um, metal implants used in surgery causing systemic type problems. Very important area we're going to talk to him about. And then Dr. Karen Baker, um, the spiritual side of stress reduction, of uh, calmness. Great topic. We'll be joining us following week. Sifu Slim. I was on his podcast. He's written numerous books on the aging athlete, the young athlete, all areas of sports medicine. He'll be joining me. And then sports mom, Kelly Slocum, talking about uh, one of her daughters and the uh, journey from maybe being cut from a team to standing on the podium. Great stuff. Bob Guida used to talk so much about deep, soft tissue and vibrational therapy for treatment of injuries and tendonitis and problems, musculoskeletal problems. Um, a deep massage, instrument-aided deep massage, many times to stimulate healing in the area, even with acute injuries when uh, ice might be used initially, he'd be using deep vibrational massage to stimulate the exchange of fluids. Uh, this is why we see massage units being so popular today, even individual units, to stimulate vibrational therapy and get those fluids moving, reduce inflammation around muscles and joints, uh, something that, again, can be light, therapeutic in the world of various types of massage. Also could be very, very deep uh, related uh, when it comes sometimes to sports injuries and other types of muscle skeletal problems and uh, the use of uh, modalities like the G5 that Guida made famous, a actual chiropractic massage uh, where he'd be doing some deep muscle treatment. Where's the email? Hal says, how come girls still have maybe a five-to-one ratio of ACL serious knee injuries, uh, the anterior cruciate ligament, one of the most common injuries, uh, that's a main stabilizing um, ligament in the knee. Uh, girls, as they mature into puberty, 
wider hips, more of an angle down to the knee. It's called the Q angle, the angle between the long bone or thigh bone uh, and the tibia or the shin bone. Uh, and that angle, when it's increased, sometimes can increase the amount of internal torque or rotation of the lower leg. This is why for years, in my own sports medicine, sports podiatry practice, I have found that orthotics to help control excessive foot pronation, rotation, is very, very helpful in this fact. So mechanical differences, wider hips, a little bit different knee angle, as well as hormonal differences. They're hormone differences that allow women to bear children, almost relaxing uh, laxity of muscles and tissues sometimes can be related to excessive looseness or laxity of the joints. So this is some of the differences that we might see uh, still to this day. And there's much, much more tension, strengthening all of the areas uh, that are associated with hips, knees, lower extremity, as well as uh, uh, many times the introduction of orthotics, foot mechanics, very, very important in this equation. Uh, Ray says, how effective are the toe fungus remedies you see advertised? You know, the uh, nail fungus is very, very common, Ray. Uh, sometimes it's problematic where it hurts. Other times it's problem where it might be causing thickening of nails, discoloration of nails. So often it is cosmetic and it's not an easy problem. I tell patients all the time, they have to be a patient patient. Topical medicines might take a year or more of treatment to make uh, significant differences. There are oral treatments that can be very effective, but they do have some side effects. So the patient needs to be educated in order to see how successful uh, most of the advertising that talks about, you know, instant changes and over a couple of weeks is, is a lot of baloney. Happy third anniversary to myself as well as my co-teammates in the National Fitness Hall of Fame induction for 2019, Dave Lyons and his great work with uh, muscular sclerosis, Lance Dreyer, the great bodybuilder, the late running cardiologist, Dr. George Sheehan, uh, again, celebrating this past April, our, our third anniversary. Everybody, May is uh, Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month, one of the most common congenital conditions with our children. Everybody pay attention. Thanks so much for listening. It's the Sports Doctor. See you next week.